0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. My teacher Dawn taught me years ago about the transformative potential of business, and that business was a place where creativity could shine. That, as my guest today teaches, The doing of business can itself be a spiritual practice and we can be nourished in the doing of it. How could doing business and doing good in the world not be a separate focus? That's what we see most of the time in the world. But if we bring them together, what's possible? And I'd love for you to stay tuned for this powerful conversation with my guest today, who, who knows so much about how. Welcome. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute, home of the quantum connection process. Go there to discover your unique connection with the essence of who you are by taking the quantum connection quiz. We're each designed to directly connect with source differently in our own unique way and knowing your own style helps to open a deeper connection with, with the universe and with your own relationship with source. It's really the secret to creating what you want, what you truly want in your life, because who you are is exactly who is needed. Since 1999, Mark Silver has worked with heart-centered entrepreneurs to help them realize that every act of business can be an act of love. And just as a, I'll continue about him, but just as an aside, I've kind of peripherally known Mark for a long, long time. I've seen him in you know different events, and we've been in some similar circles, and. What I've just known to be true about Mark is his integrity, his integrity of heart and that, that, that he's consistent. He's consistent in what he does and how he shows up. And that's such a, um, a rare thing in, in, in the world. Um, Mark is one of the pioneers in integrating real spirituality with the nitty gritty of small business. He founded heart of business in 2001. He's got a good track record. (laughs) He is a designated master teacher within his Sufi lineage, and he has received his masters of divinity. As a coach, teacher, and spiritual healer, he has facilitated thousands of individual sessions with entrepreneurs and has led hundreds of classes, seminars, groups, and retreats. His weekly writings and teachings are followed by thousands of people around the globe. You can find all of that at Heart of Business. He is the author of the new book, Heart Centered Business. Welcome, Mark. I'm really, really so e- eager to have this conversation and delighted that you are here. I'm grateful to
1: be here, Lori. I'm looking forward to digging in. Yeah.
0: So where do we start? Where do we start? Boy. Um, because trust is such a theme for me in my life. Yes. And in, in my work and my teaching, um, you talk about how trust and trusting yourself in your own business is, is, is so essential. And I'd love to hear what you mean by that. And, um, you, you have a tack on kind of not tack on That's diminishing it. You have a something that I think goes along with that, which is about deeply listening to, everything. And that is Mm -hmm. also so important to me. So I'd love for you to, maybe that's a place we can dive in.
1: Excellent. Well, you know, it's funny because this was the third chapter in the book was like, you can be trusted with your business because a lot of people don't trust themselves, you know, to make good business decisions or make good decisions or to just, you know, be able to follow through and be successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this like the original chapter was supposed to be on something else as I had planned it, and I tried to write it, tried to write it, tried to write it, and I couldn't, it it just wasn't kind of flowing. And one of the insights I've had over the years is that sometimes when I can't do something, it's because I'm not, it's not supposed to happen. (laughs) I'm trying to do something that's not there. You know, that's not the only reason. It it requires deeper listening, but that's, and so this chapter around trust came out because it, uh, and then it flowed really easily. And it really, it has to do with nuance, And a more grounded understanding of what I think has been popularized, a a spiritual teaching that's been popularized and misunderstood Mm -hmm. um, in its popularization, which is that everything is from the divine. Everything is from the divine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything has a divine origin. But then that can easily become a cover for, I think, fairly shallow approaches to like, well, and then everything's already perfect, or love and light, or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it becomes more of a spiritual bypass. Yeah. Instead, uh, you know, from a Sufi perspective, we understand that um, the world is pretty dense. Um, it is divine in origin and in nature and in expression, but um, it, in terms of the reflection of the original essence Mm -hmm. things get distorted yeah you know it's hard to it's hard to be clear i want to get to 5d to 3d and and everything gets more dense as you said i exactly and i can you know i can get more you know i want to get too esoteric but it's like you can you can um because i can geek out on (laughs) spiritual teachings (laughs) you know anyway but um so the so the story I like to tell that's that's in the book in a, in more detail um, is just one example of so many with our clients. We had a client who um, had the idea the desire to collaborate with others to get her business out there more, mm-hmm. and there was um, and she had a feel a good feeling about oh I should be doing this. But then there was an ex- somebody who was going to collaborate with her, and she had the feeling like, oh, no, this isn't, like, something's wrong, mm-hmm. and she was trying to figure out, like, oh, sh- you know, is there something wrong, just fear, and I should just go ahead with the collaboration, mm-hmm. or um, was, I, was she getting guidance that she should drop the collaboration and turn away from it, and what I had suggested to her, um, which I think is, you know, really um, you know, easy to understand at intellectual level, but can be hard to walk with, you know, or, you know, just take some patience and some Mm -hmm. care to walk with is that both were true. Both were true, but you needed to listen more deeply. Like everything that arises in us can be trusted you know, our fear can be trusted. There's wisdom in it. Mm-hmm. Our, our happiness can be trusted. Our joy can be trusted. Our anger can be trusted. But we need to listen more deeply to what's really there. Because if we're just reacting to the surface, mm-hmm. we can end up, you know, just in reaction instead of in a deeper place of wisdom. Yeah. And so when, when I supported her to listen more deeply... She really got like, yeah, the collaboration is a good idea, but there was some way that she wasn't standing up for her own needs in the collaboration, and so the collaboration as it stood wasn't right, Mm -hmm. and so when she got clear on her own needs, spoke them. Um, the other person was like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, let's do it that way, <laughs> you know, and then the collaboration felt great and everything smoothed out. And, I, you know, this is a it's a fairly um, simple and straightforward one. Sometimes it can, can be more complicated than that. But, um, you know, the, the deeper, you know, the deeper lesson, even deeper than just attending to your own needs, then it's mm-hmm. OK for your own needs to be present. Is this listening? It's like, oh, what if everything that arises in us is defined in origin and is trustworthy Mm. and needs to be listened more deeply to find the truth of it?
0: Yeah, that really resonates with me because I, I, I often am teaching people about the need to, first of all, listen. And listen to, you know, what is present but, and then to it's the for me, it's the, what I call as the decoding process, mm-hmm. which is listening more deeply, which is asking those questions and seeing is this mine? Is this someone else's? Yes, I'm to collaborate, but is it with this person, you know, or how is it to go? And so so that's actually I think a really wonderful example of the the, the dimensionality of what's going on. And that it's yes. never just one thing. Yes.
1: Yes. There's often so many threads woven in. I mean, it's how I started the book. You know, the very beginning of the book, I say, you know, if you have issues with business, mm-hmm. those are legitimate. Like, I don't want you to get over your issues with business. Mm-hmm. Business has been done terribly, mm-hmm. terribly. In some cases, actually capital E, evil, Mm -hmm. and in in terribly destructive unjust ways and anyone with a heart would have issues with business and that's a sign of wisdom it's a sign of caring that we have those reactions Mm -hmm. and we don't want to just throw it all out we don't want to abandon it to that kind of um, lack of ethics lack of morality lack of care and love and instead we want to find like where is the path of love in business you know where's the path of love in so many things Mm -hmm. in our culture
0: can you say a little more about that that path of love i mean i i you say so often in your book um which i'm not i haven't finished yet because it it, because when we're taping this it's just come out but um I could say everything is energy, you know, from a quantum physics standpoint, that is true. And that that energy is love, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that everything is is love, every love is findable in everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, you, you also talk about discerning between what is harmful and what is uncomfortable. And I, I love like that. And that's such yes. an important teaching. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah. You know, one of the most important what, – what I understand from the Sufi teachings uh, that I've experienced in my life is that one of the most important capacities that we can develop as a human being is the capacity to be with uncomfortable emotions without either trying to soothe them or turn away from them mm-hmm. or fix them in some mm-hmm. way. And it has to be said in a caveat that I am not talking about staying in abusive situations. I'm not talking about – harm, you know, being harmed or allowing oneself to be harmed, Mm -hmm. you know, there are, there's a difference between trauma and traumatic situations and just times when, when the emotions are uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. fear or nervousness or sadness or, and, you know, like things arise in us and um, being able to lean into that and being able to like slow down and notice like, okay, this emotion is not fatal. Like this particular, like this discomfort is not (laughs) harming me. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. just uncomfortable. And can I lean in? Can I stay here long enough Mm -hmm. to find the wisdom, to find Mm -hmm. what's here and, you know, to listen more deeply, to discover, is there a different way to do this? Discover, is there a healthier relationship my heart um, can have with, Whatever, you know, what sales or marketing or systems or, you know, working with a client who is upset or, you know, there's so many different things in business that have emotional content for us. And if we're trying to soothe it or shut it down or we're trying to operate our business always from trying to avoid those situations or avoiding making mistakes, our business becomes very tiny (laughs) because there's not a lot of places we could go Mm. that aren't going to have some kind of discomfort, at least initially.
0: And, you know, people talk about how being an entrepreneur, being in business is like the biggest, um, both spiritual test and spiritual practice there could be. It's that, it's that engine for possible transformation and growth, because we are always having to stretch. We cannot stay within a little, you know, window of comfort and think we can, we we can do anything. Well, at least
1: in the beginning, I will, I will say that I don't think it's the biggest i think that everyone has their own path and of course people yeah yeah yeah. i just i i just i i I always like to highlight that because it's it's, it's, uh, (laughs) yeah the discerning but it's like um uh but um i will say that we don't always want to be expanding we don't always want to be Mm -hmm. growing we don't always want to be in that place of discomfort it is okay for us to be soothed you know sometimes our business gets to a place where it's working pretty well Mm -hmm. I had someone come to me once a few years ago saying you know I you know I I think I want to get coaching from you and I was so I was like the thing I do when somebody says that I ask a bunch of questions Mm -hmm. and in this case I you know, I'm like, it sounds like you've just kind of like recently gotten to a place of like a plateau where things are going really well and you're enjoying it and you have enough and like, yay! (laughs) and, you know, do you, I mean, is it really time to like continue growing or expanding or developing? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I I don't think you need me. I think you just need to like celebrate and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And She said, "Oh my goodness, I think you're right." (laughs) And like, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, I I talked myself out of a client, and I felt an integrity with that because I think I think we need to, we need to celebrate. We need to be able to relax. I'm not suggesting in this that we should always be in that place of discomfort, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, when the discomfort arises. We want, you know, when we have the resilience, when we have the care, when we, you know, have enough rest, like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is too much. I've got to go read a novel or I'm going Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. snuggle with my wife or my cat or whatever, go walk in the woods or, you know, whatever. And then when I'm resourced, come back to the discomfort. But 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 I want us all to have more of that ability because there's so much um, available to us in those moments of discomfort. I mean, that's when people make the breakthroughs and realize like, Oh, I can handle a sales conversation Mm -hmm. really well. I just need to learn how to do it and then with integrity and then step Mm -hmm. into it. Oh, I can market myself. Oh, I can ask a sustainable price. Oh, I can put a system in place that makes the business
0: much easier Mm -hmm. to work, you know? And it's, so it's but about it, building those muscles um, It is to, to tolerate is not a great word, but to, to be with, to, to hang out with that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: right, exactly. And um, I think that we're familiar with that concept in a lot of situations. You know, it's like, I think everyone who's an adult is like, you know, okay, wow, well, I'm hungry, but you know, uh, the food's not done or I'm going to wait for someone else to eat, or, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. we have a spiritual practice of fasting. So we endure Mm -hmm. discomfort for a little bit to, you know, to get to something, or, you know, we go to the gym or we go out for physical exercise or whatever, and it's a little uncomfortable. It stresses us Mm -hmm. in a good way. I'm suggesting a similar, you're like, that also operates in this realm Mm -hmm. emotionally, you know, that, when we have the space for uncomfortable emotions and to be able to not kind of escape from the, try to escape from them. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a whole business waiting for us, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or (laughs) on the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And, and, and as we, um, allow more of that, the doors that get opened up, you know, they're, they're sort of um, they, they feed us because that's how we can go, oh, I can do this. And then let me go on to the next piece of whatever it is that's wanting to be expressed or wanting to be shared through me or wanting to be created.
1: Right. And I think that there's a I, so let me get I'll share an example since my book just came out. Uh-huh. One of the um, I was I was uh, I was told that I should ask absolutely everyone that I know for help. Um, In getting the book out. And, you know, I did that a lot early in business. And then late, you know, I mean, of course, part of business is marketing, but this, Mm -hmm. like to go through all of my, like, really personal contacts and say, my book's coming out, will you please help, was probably like the most vulnerable I've been in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was incredibly vulnerable. And at times it was really uncomfortable. And at times I had to pause and breathe before like sending the email or reaching out to someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and the amount of love and care that came back to me, like I did, like I, I, what I'm wanting to highlight here, um, is that I didn't have to do it from a place of bravado. Like sometimes mm-hmm. avoiding the, 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 difficult emotions means, um, uh, you know, pushing through and going, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to market. and Like my mm-hmm. book is coming out and I'm so excited and you can help me get it mm-hmm. out there. You know, it's like, yeah. I couldn't ask people like that, you mm-hmm. know, like that, that wasn't true to where I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, I don't know if I would ever say a quite like that, <laughs> 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 but I, I, you know, but for me to go to people saying, wow, this is really tender. And, I'm really committed to this message of healing and business, you know, would you be willing, no pressure, no attachment, would you be willing to help me get this out there in the following ways? And, um, and I don't know if everyone has had the opportunity to do marketing or promotion or just business development from that place of vulnerability allow, that also allows the help in like, you don't have to be ultra confident. You don't have to be, um, you know, like blustery or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever that is like fronting your like confidence that you're not feeling and instead show up authentically. I had a ton of, strength and care and passion about the message of the book that I, but I was feeling vulnerable in myself personally, and both of those could be present. And it was probably, you know, because it was authentic, it was way more effective Mm -hmm. than anything else because there was an actual connection.
0: Yes. People could feel you and feel where the truth of you. Yeah. And, and, (sighs) You also talk about, and then you just sort of led us into that, um, about neediness, you know, the 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 importance of understanding that being needy is not a bad thing, and, and more than that, it's it's a human necessity, it's a human, you know, experience. Yeah, exactly. We exactly. It's, and it's and it's it, it goes to the, the individual and the collective in that conversation.
1: Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, and um, but at its heart, you know, I think if you and I were to just hold our breath until we passed out, that would be a good demonstration of how important neediness is to the human being. <laughs> you know, I can't manufacture the air that I breathe. I need about 10 to 12 breaths a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, if I don't breathe in from the outside, for a fairly short period of time, I'm unable to function. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, um, I'm not suggesting we do that. I think we, <laughs> a good thought experiment. <laughs> too much, too but much silence say. in that. No, you no, know? no. Dead <laughs> air, dead <laughs> air, dead <laughs> air. So, um, but you know, I, one of the things that I talk about is, um, as a, uh, you know, as a necessary quality has to do with vulnerability and, and vulnerability is like when we're impervious, when we're invulnerable, nothing can
0: get in. Mm-hmm. We cannot and receive. A business, we <laughs> can't
1: receive. You can't, you know, it's like nothing. You're like, ah. And so um, neediness is, you know, the, the our longest running course, the heart of the heart of money and power transformational journey. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching in one form or another since 2002, um has been um you know the core message of that is this neediness and and how healthy neediness is neediness is a doorway to abundance mm. and it's like the refusal of our neediness the rejection of our neediness that shuts us down that disconnects us from uh the people and the earth and the and the resources around us
0: mm.
1: if we don't recognize our neediness i mean Nothing, nothing works. Nothing works. And to be in a healthy relationship with our neediness is um, you know, it just it I, I mean, just I mean, it's exactly that. Like the like I couldn't promote this book on my own It's mm-hmm. just one example, mm-hmm. just to kind of segue off of what we were talking about before. Um, and those vulnerable places were coming from um And not like a healthy way of being with my neediness. I think what happens is people think neediness is bad and then they cover it over. And then people, you know, then you seem unapproachable when that's covered over. And so Mm -hmm. that disconnects people Mm -hmm. or the neediness comes out unconsciously Mm -hmm. and it's directed in a way that people can't, Work with it because the neediness that comes out is like a deep neediness to be um, deeply cared for or healed or nourished really at a divine level. Mm-hmm. And that's overwhelming to another human being that isn't in tune with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so people think, oh, my God, too much neediness. Yeah. It's not too much neediness. It's just directed in a way without consent that in a way that can't – that the person can doesn't know how to support and contain. Mm-hmm. If our neediness, instead of being shut down, is directed into the heart, it's directed, it's it's held with beloveds who can cherish us and can help support mm-hmm. us in accessing it inside ourselves and through each other. Then we transform that neediness into desire. And the desire is a way to connect with other people. You know, that desire mm-hmm. that, um, there's, a, there's a Sufi quote, uh, that's attributed directly to the divine, uh, an Islamic quote directed uh, that says, I was a hidden treasure, and I yearned to be known. And so I created the creation in order to be known. And so from a Sufi point of view, the entire creation is here because the divine wanted to be known. Mm-hmm. And we carry that spark in us of wanting to be known. And when we can truly witness someone else, Mm -hmm. it's a healing. When we feel truly witnessed, Mm -hmm. it's a healing. And that desire to be known um, is a lot of what connects us. So when, when our heart's neediness is fulfilled at a deeper level, and then that desire to witness and be witnessed arises out, it arises out of us. It creates a really beautiful avenue for channel for connection with others. Yeah.
0: And for creation. I mean it to it goes for me, it goes beyond healing into, into that essence of creation. Yes. I and mean, if I think of the divine, if I think of presence having to do with the act of creation, you know, that's when we get to become God in the physical, so to speak. You know, in, in other words, we get to create with that with that divine flowing through us. Hmm. So anyway, it, it there's there's so much to it because it's also about um, the illusion of separation, yes. the, the belief that we are that we are separate. I've been I've been writing a lot about that recently in, in a, a book that I'm working on and it that when I lost the figure my father who I identified and I felt that and that connection to the divine through that feeling of unconditional love I I separated I didn't believe that that existed hmm. and 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 in some ways I think that's what we're all doing is is as you say melting that illusion having to melt that illusion
1: yes yes that's a, i mean in many ways that's i mean that's the witnessing that's what sufism would say is the purpose of the human being is mm-hmm. to is to melt that illusion yeah and I, and the, the melting the illusion is also about expanding it's a very spiritual conversation. I love about business. <laughs> <laughs> it's very beautiful. Um, you know, melting that illusion um, has to do with also redefining, re like and like uh, enlargening our understanding and our experience of what connection feels like. There is, you know, w- there is a very understandable um desire for us to have that feeling of connection that feels intimate and warm and delicious mm-hmm. but the love all, and the connection also exists in the distance i've had some very profound experiences of feeling the presence of the love and the divine mm-hmm. in the experience of feeling disconnected in the experience mm-hmm. of feeling um uh, isolated and feeling like oh this too is the divine this too is the love mm-hmm. um not a love that is judgmental um you know like oh you have to experience the love this way by being disconnected right. but a, but it I, I i they were one of it was one of those it was those experience. It was one of those experiences that is hard to put into words. But I had this deep feeling of feeling cared for, feeling the love, feeling the presence of the divine, feeling the oneness, without any change to that feeling of isolation and separation. Mm. And um, and I think that this is, um, you know, part of our work in the world is finding the love. In absolutely everything, mm-hmm. so that we're not we're not uh, mistakenly creating more separation by preferring certain things over other things,
0: certain emotional states or certain experiences over others. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew, so it really is about remembering love period, (laughs) you know, in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: And, you know, it's like, and one of the reasons, I mean, it's funny because we're talking about, I do love my spiritual path and I love the the spiritual teachings and talking to people from all different paths. It's very beautiful, but I'm really a very practical person. I was Mm -hmm. a paramedic. I do woodworking. I love working in business. I love these practical pieces and what i think is really extraordinary about the journey and anything in life and including in business is that we don't because of this reality we don't have to have them be separate things we don't have Mm -hmm. to go connect with love and then come back and do marketing right we can find the love in the marketing we can find the love in you know, the business development. Mm-hmm. We can find the love in some of these really difficult places in business that have been so twisted and distorted mm-hmm. and um, and misused. And it's our finding the love in them that allows something new to arise or mm-hmm. something very ancient to reform, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, because commerce and business have been in humanity for Forever, and it's only the last few hundred years that this particularly toxic form of late of capitalism mm-hmm. um, has, you know, uh, so distorted human relationships. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and so like you know, so for instance, this when we have this um, uh, feeling of being witness that I was referring to before, mm-hmm. if we bring that into marketing people talk about, well, you need to speak to the pain points in marketing. And often it's done with, uh, by um, uh, re-traumatizing people, Mm -hmm. you know, reactivating people's trauma. And then the only way you can get out of that feeling is to buy, Mm -hmm. uh, is to purchase the offer. And that's extremely manipulative, toxic way of selling. However, you do need to speak to what's true for people. And if someone is in pain or struggling with something, if we can see them as whole, but still also witness the struggle, Mm -hmm. we can use our marketing as a way of bringing empathy and care, not as a way of triggering or traumatizing people.
0: But you just, and you just said something though, you brought together that seeing them as whole and speaking to where where their own discomfort is yes, I mean, yes that's exactly. a hmm, that can be a difficult place for people to travel because there's so much that just doesn't even acknowledge that that doesn't acknowledge the wholeness right along with everything and yeah. and I'd love for you maybe just to if you have some examples about how you market because marketing is such a an experience of relationship right and if, and if it's right. not then right. then it's all, it's a, to me it's about manipulation
1: yeah well i i mean so for instance let's say someone works with uh people I, I don't know let's 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 talk about a chiropractor you know who helps people who have had very active lives um but have had some kind of a back injury that's keeping them from doing Mm-hmm. Things that are important to them. You can say, you can do marketing from a place that says, like, you know, um, you know, you've had a terrible back injury, and you know, you're you're at risk of never picking up your child again, and. Um, you know, and this is a terrible loss, and how horrible grief, and so if we don't fix your back, your life is going to be ruined, and so you know, and I'm I'm being, I'm hi- hyperbolizing it, but people yeah, but- sometimes go there, you know, and it can, and that's kind of like I can feel the energy starting. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Kind of I feeling. <laughs> see somebody it's broken. It's like, well, let's get you in here as quickly as possible, so you don't have to miss another hug with your child. You know that kind of energy Mm -hmm. or you can drop into your heart and you can see the wholeness and you can also be in a place of humility to say like I'm not the only chiropractor I'm not the only way there's so many ways that this person can get Mm -hmm. help so many resources this person can heal whoever it is you know the nameless Mm -hmm. person that's out there that hasn't yet received the marketing and then you can say like you know you've had a really active life and you know, like many people, you've had an injury and your back is keeping you from doing things you really care about. You know, maybe it's been really uh, hard because you can't pick up your child like you could, or you can't do the physical kinds of exercise that you like to do. And I just want you to know that, you know, People can heal from this, like this can get handled. Mm-hmm. This can get handled. And um, thankfully, there's a lot of resources and I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And if I resonate for you, if you'd like my approach, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very different. And I know I changed my voice and I changed everything, but even if it's just on a written page without it, it, the,
0: yeah.
1: it lands differently. Exactly. It lands
0: differently. Exactly. Exactly. I used to teach years and years and years ago at Western States Chiropractic College in Portland and and started a doctor patient relationship seminar for the, for those who were working in the clinic. And, you know, you could really feel how differently people wanted to, um, wanted to approach their patients and, you know, being able to drop into oneself to really feel your own humanity allows you then to feel another's exactly yeah so one other thing that i wanted to um hear what you have to say about i mean this is something you 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 wrote uh it was about the annihilating annihilating power of love and i remember (laughs) an old old teacher of mine saying you know there are times when you have to put on the full armor of god and really go out and do battle. And what she was meaning was you know, you've got to stand in your fullness and in your strength. This is not a time where you're just saying, oh, everything is love and bliss. So yes. I am up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So again, you
1: know, it's like a lot of different um, spiritual and uh, religious paths. Um, Talk about a lot of different, you know, different qualities of the divine. Uh, love is usually the one that gets talked about a lot, but you know, from a Sufi point of view, there are so many different divine qualities. Like divine, the, the divine is the source of love, but love isn't the only way to talk about the divine. There's a divine quality of mercy and compassion. There's also a divine quality of justice and and domination and quality of life and a quality of death and a quality of, you know, of, um, uh, accountability and of witnessing. And it's like, there's, you know, uh, there's in the Sufi tradition, traditionally talked about 99 divine qualities. There's more than that, mm-hmm. but that's traditionally that's talked about. And, um, and so, and each of those qualities carries us back to the divine and is also in many ways, um, infinite in itself. So there's a lot of complexity Mm -hmm. in these words. In in English, English is the language, I believe you can, people can correct me if I'm wrong, it's either the most or it's the one that has near, one of the most, the largest vocabularies. And because Mm -hmm. English has such a large vocabulary, we tend to divide things up, like the words tend to have very precise, Mm -hmm. unambiguous meanings. but we still have some remnants from other, like in the, I believe in an old Saxon, like the word cleave, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The word cleave means both to split apart and to bring together. It carries mm-hmm. its opposite. Yeah. Um, in the divine names uh, in Sufism, there's a one quality, al- aziz, uh, which is the divine one of one of many divine qualities of strength, which means both the invincible in might. And it also means the cherished, beloved. Mm-hmm. It carries both of those meanings. And, um, and so, when we talk about the annihilating power of love, we have to understand, kind of similar how I was talking about the love and the distance, love and the separation, that love has such an has such expansive meaning beyond. Like it's not a, from a Sufi point of view, it's not a sentiment. It's not an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling. It's this power. It's this quality that moves in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's gravity in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. And anyone who has experienced love in a profound way, um, knows that love has the power to turn your world upside down to take something as you know and and change it completely you know you fall in love with someone or you have a child or you have some other deep experience of love and suddenly everything's different Mm -hmm. and your relationship to everything is different Mm -hmm. and i like to say that um if and uh, i mean i believe that if we if many of us could truly unleash the power of love in the world of business it would annihilate the world of business as it is and transform it into something very different and i don't mean that in kind of like a waving wand's magic sense mm-hmm. i mean it that um there've been you know i've i've had clients who have worked, their, their work is in corporations. Their mm-hmm. coaches are consultants in corporations. And the ones who have been doing the deeper work with their clients to help them really find what's in their heart and what's true for them and access many of those people End up discovering that they can't do the work that they were hired for. They can't stay with the company mm-hmm. because it's not in alignment. The 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 morality or the ethics of the company is out, that the lifestyle is not in alignment with mm-hmm. a with a you know with a with a good life for them. And so that's what I mean. It's like if everyone were to really start living in their strength and in their truth and in love there were a lot of institutions and organizations that could not continue to function. You know, we see examples of that with some of the uh, labor unions that are on mm-hmm. strike, the UAW, United Auto Workers, and Kaiser Permanente, mm-hmm. um, uh, the the unions walking out because people from just, from a, the, the divine quality of justice, divine quality of love, the divine quality of, of care says, this cannot continue like this. Mm-hmm. It has to be different, and I can no longer bring put my life energy into this mm-hmm. unless it changes. Yeah.
0: So it brings up a question for for, for in me for you, Mark, and, and it's about the reason for writing Heart of Business, and. Often people will write a book because, oh, I want to get more clients. I want to have more bigger business. And this is my business card or my calling card. Mm -hmm. Feels to me, I mean, that wouldn't be you probably anyway, but it feels to me that I'm feeling the bigness of, and I don't want to speak for you. I'm just sensing something about your mission in writing Mm -hmm. this book. So it's a really good
1: question because, you know, I've been doing this for 23 years. I've been I've self-published. I'm looking over at some of my self-published work. I've never really wanted to write a book. <laughs> I just never it just was not really anything that I aspired to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, and I can think of, you know, yes, I do want our business to grow and develop. I do want to reach more people. I do want our business to be more successful. I want to be able to give raises to people on our team. And I want to be able to, you know, like there's there's we have a we have a small property here in in um, central Pennsylvania. And we want to turn it into a food forest and provide, you know, and grow way more food than we need so we can contribute to food security in our area. You know, like there's lots of things that if there was like a whole bunch of extra money that flowed in, it would be wonderful to do. So I don't have any, <laughs> any complaints don't have any about- problems with that, yeah. I don't have any problems, <laughs> I teach business. I don't have any problems yeah. with the book <laughs> contributing to financial success. Absolutely. Um, but I wanna say that I, this was not a choice. Like someone approached me who was a client of ours who worked for this publisher. And said, uh, wow, this work is really impacting me. Would you be willing to submit a proposal? Mm-hmm. And when I asked in my heart, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to submit a proposal. And then mm-hmm. it was accepted. I guess I'm supposed to write this book. So I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. It was, I was just, I was, anytime I've tried to talk about it as, oh, yeah, I did it for X reason, I've never, it, I, I can't, it's, mm-hmm. I was just supposed to, I was just, I just, you know, even mm-hmm. if the book had flopped, it was some, it was not attached mm-hmm. to outcome. It was just right. a step I was supposed to take on the path.
0: Yeah, You were, you were doing what was presented as my friend, Jennifer Huff likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I completely understand that. Yeah, And I suspect it will have a, a big impact. It, I and, so. and, and that can happen without any attachment. Right. I think it, the only way it can happen is without any attachment.
1: Well, so Sufism is interesting in that it is a devotional path rather than a um uh, uh what's the word? A transcend not a transcendent no. path, a contemplative path. Yeah. It's a devotional path rather than yeah, a I, path. I, that's
0: one thing I just so, learned yesterday. And so yeah.
1: <laughs> and so um the devo- Both paths lead to the same place. and One's not better mm-hmm. than the other. It's just my personality, devotional. Mm-hmm. So the devotion, devotion um, makes use of the heart's natural ability or natural desire to attach and to attach to the Most High, to attach to Allah, to attach to the source of love. Mm-hmm. And so... I can't say that I'm
0: unattached. No, no, no. <laughs> you know. Do you know what I mean? It's, yes, it's like I do. It's
1: there's, like there's a like I have a yearning, you know. I this is a lot of work. I have a real yearning and desire for this book to be successful, for it to mm-hmm. wing out into the world, for it to impact people, for it to help support me and my family, and to support the team and mm-hmm. heart of business. I have deep yearning for that,
0: mm-hmm. deep
1: yearning for all of that. And um, but you're right, I don't have um uh you know to use attachment in a different way like i don't have a neediness like it like it has to or i'm doomed like mm-hmm. that's not that's
0: not there yeah that's for sure yeah. thank you for that speaking to that distinction and the devotional and the contemplative and it's not even a versus it's it's just, no, just different expressions paths, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but it's something that I will I will take away from this one of the things I will take away from this and and really be with because the way you just described that feels really um full and replete with so much you know so yeah. much to really consider yeah yeah
1: yeah there is there's a lot i mean one of the big like contemplative paths Because they tend not to be theistic and they tend to be about being unattached because if you empty out, then something else can Mm -hmm. come in, you know, and where those where people tend to misstep with those has to do with feeling that the that the universe is cold and impersonal Mm -hmm. and distant. Mm -hmm. And the theistic what tend to be the more theistic paths, the devotional paths Mm -hmm. um, try to attach to the most high and where we misstep Mm -hmm. is um, what our path calls idolatry by connecting to things, uh, you know, creating the judgmental beard in the sky image Mm -hmm. of the divine Mm -hmm. or um, you know, getting, uh, yeah, getting caught up with something that isn't really the oneness, but Mm -hmm. you know uh, falling short of that. And so that's you know, both paths have their missteps and both paths have their beauties. And we, you know, we get placed where we get placed. Yeah,
0: It's just it's a new way for me to think about things and for me to reflect on. Oh, I you know. Yes. If I talk about where I am, even though, you know, one of the things I do, I'm a meditation teacher and, you know, my path is more devotional. If we're going to look at those as those two ways of being so. (sighs) All, all fascinating to me. Please tell our listeners, our viewers, about how they can get Heart of Business and any of you. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So our business lives at heartofbusiness.com. And if you scroll down on the homepage, the book is there. The book also has its own website,
0: heartcenteredbusinessbook.com. And I will put um, both of those in the show notes.
1: Yes. And if you want, you can start just by uh, signing up to download an excerpt, the the, the the introduction and the first chapter to get a taste of the book as well as seeing the full table of contents. Um, uh, or, you know, it's- Or just get the book. It's, it's a book, it's a book, <laughs> 25 bucks. It's a book. So, um, or I guess Amazon has the Kindle version available. So I, um, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. and um, And of course, At Heart of Business, we have other offers, should you resonate, you know, if you want other deeper support with your business.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Mark Silver, Heart of Business, and for your heart, for how you show up and share your heart. I really, really value that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for hosting me here and um, uh, letting me into your world. I just, uh, just it's... uh, It's a deep trust, and I'm really grateful. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I want to thank our our guests, not our guests, our listeners, our viewers. Um, Thank you for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. And I, I want to invite you to join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. And if you really enjoy today, please leave us a review because when you leave us a review, that tells other people, Oh, this is worth listening to. There's more for you here because really, um, we're, we're, we want to have as many people as possible access this kind of wisdom and to be able to transform the world. So. If if there's more you want to discover about how to thrive with your own personal quantum connection, take the quantum connection quiz now. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.